You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Riverdale gang. Riverdale gang, I began this day at 5.30 a.m. with the episode we are about to watch. What a good way to start your day, Chloe. (laughs) Yes. Because this episode is wild. This episode is wild. (laughs) Um, Ryan communicated with me in all caps several times today about this episode via text. Um, This show has become art. I mean, it already was art. But it's like hard art. This is hard art. I I don't like the high art, low art distinction. I would rather say hard art. This is hard art. This was like soft art before. (laughs) Yeah. Soft art. I like that. This was like entertainment that had artistic flair. Yeah. Up till last week. This episode, though, this episode, uh, oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. This morning, I also went back and listened to um, our hiatus episode. Mm Mm-hmm. And it supplies me with, like, all of the things I asked for in oh, the hiatus episode. Oh, you're... Pretty much. Like, Josie, it answers the question about... kind of opens the door slash answers yes. the question about Kevin Keller. Like, so much happens in this episode. Yeah. Um, things get a little more real for Jughead. Like, all sorts of stuff. I, I got distracted for a moment because I, I remembered one more thing that I want to share that I discovered in the hiatus yeah, week. I actually didn't listen to it. I forgot. <laughs> yep. Sorry. I sent it to you, Chloe. That's okay. You don't have to do your research. Oh my god. Chloe does a lot of research. Um, I, I don't. Um, I, I but, well, <laughs> I mean, I do stuff. This would be an excellent post on the Facebook group. Oh yes, yes. Um, I'm going to risk copyright for just a moment because I can't not share this with you all. Have a quick listen to the Archies from the 1960s. Okay, that's probably boring because it's a horrible chorus, but this is a song called Jingle Jangle. That's where it's from! So far I see two dogs touching noses under an umbrella. I think that's hot dog. I think that's like vintage hot dog. Oh, there they all are, playing instruments. Yeah, did you not know this was a thing? In the 60s they made the Archies a band. Like, Sugar Sugar is by the Archies. And apparently so is Jingle Jangle, uh, with an adorable-esque kind of okay adorable stretching it but with a slightly psychedelic cutesy cartoon music video of hot dog pursuing a, t- a poodle intercut with cartoon shots of the archies like i didn't even realize that music videos existed in this format in the 60s yeah the beatles had music videos yeah, they did but they okay fair but like this well, four, six, nine, nine. yeah no, this is different so okay that is something to share with you all that is um a distraction from the heart art. <coughs> from the hard art that we are diving into this week. That's probably enough, Archies. Yeah, that's an entire era of music, isn't it? Okay, yeah. I just dis- I, I discovered that and I realized that's where the origin of our ridiculous drug name is. I really like that actually. I'm really pleased that the, the drug origin name is like rooted in the in the comic. Yeah. Not even the comic, a spin-off of the comic. A musical interlude oh, yeah. spin-off that was derived from the cartoon spin-off. It's basically a hallucination. Yeah, we're like <laughs> de- so far derivative that it's... Uh... Although it doesn't seem to be a hallucinatory drug. I so mean, far. True. I, I mean, my read is it's basically meth. Oh, yeah. Or possibly ecstasy? 
I mean, they were dancing real touchy. Yeah. I don't know. It's Jingle Jangle. Jingle Jangle is only Jingle Jangle. Um, By the way, I am um, sucking on a lollipop because lollipop, lollipop, <laughs> So if you hear slurping noises, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Adoring listeners. I have I, lollipops I'm... on my table because I needed only cherry ones for a prop around Halloween. And around Halloween, lollipops only come in bulk bags of 100. That's it. Mostly <laughs> mostly orange and pur- dark purple. So I needed to purchase and extract a lot of cherry lollipops for theater reasons. Isn't life great? <laughs> life is great, especially in theater. Um, I'm so excited about this episode. Can we please just watch it? Let's jump in, Chloe. Let's jump in. Thank you for indulging my Riverdale vintage Archies. Gang. This is such a great episode. And let's press play. And Netflix, but um, screen good for you, Chloe? Oh, the screen's great for me, right? Okay, this preview, this is the first recap that made me really just like giddy with glee because this recap promises some serious business mm-hmm. from across the series so far. I didn't, I didn't watch the recap this morning. Actually, I got too excited. Oh, 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 it's everything. Yeah. It's like, hey. It sets up Penny. It sets up uh, Nick and Chuck. Chuck! Of all, like, yay, we're getting more Chuck plot. Mm-hmm. Um, remember how we talked about, like, the bravery of consent, bi- taking on the concept of a consent violation? Mm-hmm. I feel like their take on Chuck mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. kind of the closest we're going to get mm-hmm. to a, like, healthy, mature exploration. But I'm sorry, I'm distracting... From what's on the screen at the moment, which is the weirdest opening, mm-hmm. as they establish, I don't know what genre this is, a like, yeah, found, suddenly we're in a found footage horror film yeah. setup. Yeah, this is bad news. Yeah. And this it's, is really bad news, because the implication is that, like, some of them don't survive. Yeah. Which is troubling. And with two episodes till our Christmas hiatus mm-hmm. after this, um, what a ramp up. Like, I am so excited to see if we get these um, film setups yeah. next week. Betty and Jughead in a bed. Yep. Being being a real cute couple together. Yeah. Uh, this is the moment where they're cute. Oh, they're so cute. I'm back. Glad they're back together. And we're getting a really lovely amount of, like intimacy in these relationships right all these shots of cuddling together in bed Mm -hmm. right this coziness that is i assume about to be exploded in the next two episodes from us um from all the action set up for us in this episode yeah also this is the first moment i like Betty finally going, unless it's Kevin Keller and I, or sorry, right? Sheriff, Sheriff Keller. Keller. And I'm like, yeah. It's like Betty is with us in this yeah. episode. Betty is on it with our theories. So yeah. The, and, yeah. And then Penny calls and things like, oh, this is all plot. Yep. This it, right out of the gate. There is no also, preamble. There is no fluff. Look how, look how gray Pops looks in yeah. the scene between Jughead and Penny. Mm-hmm. Penny Peabody. Like it doesn't look popping, and this is the yeah. this is the this is this is this little plot point. Oh, they messed up your dad in prison. Mm-hmm. And it's 
you're right. It's it's so desaturated and such a contrast to Pops at night. Yeah. Right. Um, but even when they come in here, mm-hmm. um, like two shots ago, yeah, yeah like two Mary shots McCoy ago is is like bright. Color. The colors are popping, and suddenly, yeah. And this leads into the like brilliance number one in this episode is this narrative structure of three interwoven stories that don't quite touch mm-hmm. that at any point, you know, we're, we're bump against each other. And at any point could probably be made better by comparing notes just a little bit. Yeah. They're not, the stories don't go together, but they wind around each other mm-hmm. through Riverdale. And I don't know that I've ever seen a TV show take this, this particular formatting. Um, it's, um, each story is told visually differently as well. Yeah. There's yeah. so much going on here. Here we are. Archie and Jughead, a little Tarantino reference. I really wondered if, if this was like a Tarantino <laughs> guest-directed episode, because he's done that before. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I'm not, sure not it's not. Riverdale, it's not hard it, enough to be no. Tarantino. There's, you know, actually, I couldn't even find an episode director listed on IMDb for this. Um, I think this might be the showrunners. Oh, like, cool. Doing, doing their all. Um what they dream of in this piece as we arrive at the ominous box of drugs. Yeah. There's so much that happens in Archie and Jackie's plotline here. Yeah. And I love how Archie is kind of the the engine in all this. Mm. Like, Jughead needs to get it done, but Archie's like, okay, like, yeah. we're doing this. Yep. And here's how, and yeah. come on. And then they have this yeah. touching scene in this cab. This, this uh, not cab, sorry, the truck cab. Yeah. It's um, it's it's a special skill to shoot, um, because I've watched too much trash TV. Uh-huh. It, it is a special skill now to be able to shoot a conversation between two characters where one of them is driving, where I'm not worried that they're about to crash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Because there's oh, more important things in this, focus. This cute little moment where um, yeah. Archie says, "Like we both moved to New York. You'd be mm-hmm. a writer. I'd be a musician." We'd, we'd live in the East Village, and then Jughead says, the priesters, the East Village doesn't exist anymore, which is what I hear from everyone who visits New York. And my <sighs> aunt and uncle actually live in the East Village at 9th Street and 3rd Avenue, and it kind of doesn't exist anymore. Mm. It's dead, unless you're a student at NYU or the very famous school that operates out of the public theater that I can't remember the name of. Right. Well, that... And then Flat Tire. <sighs> I mean, there... It's art has moved to somewhere in New York, right? I don't know. When I was in New well, York, I didn't in... know how to find art that wasn't mainstream. But I was there for like five days, so that yeah, barely I mean, counts. Yeah, I mean, like you go to like the boroughs, but even they've gotten kind of gentrified and hmm. million dollars. Anyway, here they are arguing about this truck. Yeah. <laughs> and along comes this strange, strange character. This weird guest guy. That I don't know what to do with. Who's very like. Very um, charismatic. Like, I definitely just kind of watched him the whole time. And these dead deer? And, like, what Mm -hmm. does it even mean? And he's horrifyingly (laughs) creepy. The tension throughout this entire sequence from the call Mm -hmm. from Peabody is amazing. I was so afraid for them this entire time. Mm -hmm. Like, what a masterful stroke of horror. Creation. Yeah. This actor looks familiar. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to place him, but... Mm-hmm. 
what a what a like striking guest spot for mm-hmm. this actor too, right? Cool hat too. And oh, the way they amp up every little beat of this, mm-hmm. the like the selfish good Samaritan, the like yeah I'll help you, and how much money do you have? The isolation of this road, the fact that they both forget that they have cell phones for just a moment here, oh, yeah. right? Like, even... I mean, like, evidently they don't. I mean, Archie doesn't. Oh, no, he's calling but... the... Oh, yeah. But... Well, who are they going to call? Point. <laughs> Fair. Um, well, they're going to call CCC, as we'll see mm-hmm. shortly. But even to talk to each other in this mm-hmm. circumstance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, when Archie fixes things with a little patience the way you should when a creepy stranger is your only other apparent option um, to help you move drugs. High volume drugs. And then this dude, you never know on the road to Gloomdale, this dude says like, Mm -hmm. my friend was Jason Blossom. Yeah. I uh, hinting that yeah sometimes I see ghosts on the road to Greendale and that's just normal. Mm -hmm. Um, And, And then this terrifying like I don't even know what this is. This like preacher, spiritual revival preacher person who's like thrilled that the Black Hood is, and you know, drug gets all creeped out by it. This is such a real small town thing too. Um, Sunday mornings on the way to work when I was in high school, and mm. I had about a twenty minute drive, and the only thing on the radio was the creepy Focus on the Family Bible Belt. Oh, church shows. Wow, that was that was. That Do you was want to it. Come visit Guy next summer. Are we it's gotten a little to, like, better. Oh, are we going to listen to Bible Belt recordings on Sunday morning? Like we can, but I feel like I do that too much already. Paying attention to the news. <laughs> we... I just had a thought. We didn't see that dude's face. Mm-hmm. And also, here's this very clearly CG. Mm-hmm. Dead um, deer. Dead. Well, like bleeding. Y- yeah. Messed up deer. Soon to be dead deer. I, I mean, when have you ever seen a deer on television whose eyes didn't catch the light as they looked at you? Um, I haven't. I don't know. There's so that's much that's ominous about that deer. Yeah, fair. And the um, fact I've been that... to that gas station. Like that gas station looks so familiar. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say about? about oh the yeah. Deer? No, the um the CCC guy, you don't ever see his face. Yeah. And I feel like there's a few times in the show where you don't see people's faces, especially in this mm. season, and I wonder if they're all going to end up being Black Hood. Hmm. I just took it that I didn't need to pay attention. Um, hmm. And also because there was so much else going on. Here's the right? dead deer. The don't look under the tarp. And also... Yeah. Hey, we're going to have a dinner. What's... This terrifying, like, bloody... What even is that? It's like... Raw steak? No, it's like steak covered in, like, that very thick candy-looking, like, Chinese Mm. sauce. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, Yeah, yeah. Sweet and sour. Sweet and sour sauce. Like neon red. Neon Chinese food. Yeah. And here we're learning about the Riverdale Reaper. Yeah. Is that from the comics at all? Not that I've ever encountered. I guess it's a little grim to the comics. I mean, the comics took some dark turns once in a while. Hmm. Um, Like, 
one of the most memorable storylines was about a um, a bend in the road, and it was completely a ghost story. It was a, like a ghost rider story hmm. about a kid who was killed 50 years ago who winds up catching a ride from Archie. Oh, and, wow. Um, or something like that. Um, once in a while, the comics did go there. Hmm. Never quite this intensely, right? Hmm. Yeah. But it's... It's interesting looking back how there are the seeds for this type of genre piece that Riverdale is yeah. growing into. Anyway, so here's this, like, I guess in that vein, here's this, mm-hmm. like, folktale about the Riverdale Reaper. Mm-hmm. And then it's all, it's killing season in Riverdale. Everything's, everything's repeating myself. Mm-hmm. It was the same man. And this, this man appears, essentially, to be slimy extort these kids and then deliver exposition in the most interesting way perhaps i've ever encountered of delivering exposition sorry i'm distracted by the plot yeah it's a lot of plot (laughs) um also greendale is becoming a presence slowly more and more and more Mm -hmm. that's true Um, miss grundy gets murdered Greendale is Sabrina the Teenage Witchland. <laughs> do you take debit? I love Archie. Do you take debit? Privilege fixes everything again. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> Chuck literally would have been screwed if not for Archie again. And the nothing of paying for a meal <laughs> is the difference between Jughead surviving or not here. Yeah, they have to get the thing. They gotta go. I love how this person they take it to is Russian and in a wheelchair. Right. And just unnecessarily ominous. Yeah. Because the stakes keep getting higher. Yeah. In this plot arc. Everything, everything feels... Yeah. It's like they needed, dangerous. like, a, a plot... A plot push. Yeah. It's like a monster push in Arkham Horror. Mm. <laughs> yeah, when um, the game is going a little too well, and so the game yeah. fundamentally needs to make itself scarier. Yeah. Um, They're cur- They're cur- that looks like the barn. Where, what's his name, hung himself, hanged himself, excuse me. They may very well have yeah. just redressed the same location. And, like, she's got this chauffeur. You're and Bray. I'm Russian. <laughs> There's a gun. And they're, like, genuinely scared of it, which I love. <laughs> given, given the season they've had. But also given the night that they've had. Yeah. Um, this feels like a palate cleanse to me. This whole episode... Yeah, to me, resets yeah, this yeah, season yeah. and says, you thought that was bad? Hey, that's our new normal. Guess how much worse it can get. Yeah. Um, while introducing this whole ominous supporting yeah. structure. And they get back into this and there's the whistle going in the background. Mm-hmm. And they look at each other and it's dramatic and the guitar starts and then these beautiful headlights. See, again, we're in Tarantino land. Yeah, yeah. This music... Is the most oh, Kill yeah. Bill thing, and and Tarantino's borrowing from like the cow the cowboy movies that like yeah. the original Archie comic characters were like kind of in parallel with mm-hmm. that period of the spaghetti yeah. westerns, mm-hmm. spaghetti westerns and seventies Japanese cinema, and <sighs> this is the most Tarantino thing that I've ever seen that Tarantino has nothing to do with. <laughs> is how I want this subplot, like this first third. Yeah, like with the diner and beginning and ending in the diner and the gun mm-hmm. and the and you know the man in the in the dark giving them a ride. 
these each felt like a complete episode to me, too. Each of these three plots. You know, we're, we're coming up to the end of the first plot, and I feel like I've seen a whole show. Yeah, I know. The emotional journey that I've been drawn writing. on. It's really good writing. And this wasn't even my favorite of the three. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Can, can you guess? It's Josie. Um, anyway, here's Jughead thinking about whether or not it's a real plot, and Archie being like, can't you leave the gang just kind of casually? <laughs> and Jughead being like, no, <laughs> buddy. This is three episodes of setup for these two, these two dumb boys uh, figuring their friendship out and having each other's backs through three or four long episodes of completely not understanding each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I am impressed and amazed by this character arc setup. Yeah. No one does oh, this. Oh, that phone's ringing, that's bad, and then I was right, it was bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I called... FP's face. Yeah. About here. Well, see, I didn't even register that as, an op- as a possibility. Yeah. Of course, I watched it at the end of my night yesterday. You watched the beginning of your day. You probably were a little sharper than me mm. during the watch, our first watches. Yeah, FP's fine. Yeah. And Jughead's like, fuck. Mm-hmm. I swore on the podcast again because it deserves it. <laughs> and here's Penny Peabody turning out to be exactly the snake that that we thought she was. Uh-huh. And um, Jughead's in it. Jughead's a drug dealer. Drug a, runner. Drug runner. Important distinction. Um, I also kind of want to... I don't want to pick this apart because I'm I'm in this right now. I'm with it. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Um, Should we table it for the end of the episode? No. Hey, what's up? I want to challenge the idea that Penny Peabody could take this generic video of him running drugs to the police and actually use it to take him down with. Yeah, I agree. Um, without th- taking everyone think, down. I think she knows that. Yeah, but and, Jughead... And Jughead doesn't. ...could not realize that in this moment either, yeah. right? Because she says, breaks my father's heart. Anyway, here comes yeah. Josie. Oh. This, this subplot with this, is he creepy or is he sweet janitor? Mr. Svensson, also a comic book character, also a conspicuously absent up till now comic oh, book character. Oh, interesting! I didn't know that. Yeah, Mr. Svensson cool. is a, is is. I am. I love that clip she has in her hair, just that little strand of gold. Yeah. See. Anyway, sorry, what you were saying? Um, I I I don't actually know how I I don't I didn't have a I'd forgotten my my emotional connection to Sven Mr. Svensson before, and then he appeared out of nowhere, and I like I don't know how I feel about him in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and how ominous he is. Anyway, there's someone but creeping oh, around oh the boy. school, and it's at night, and it's a school, and it's creepy and bad, and whew. So Josie's plot keeps arcing back, keeps anchoring back to these rehearsal room moments with this, with these yeah. songs that she can't quite, that she's struggling with. Yeah. There's like this overarch of, yeah. this, of this subplot number two. Um, I'm also sorry. I'm distracted by the fact that they moved into a hotel, and I don't mm-hmm. know why well, the, that's happening. The the resolution of this plot is why, right? That no, it's not to. because they're they're not meeting at the house. No, not no, no. That's the resolution of the next plot. I'm talking about oh 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 the oh. end of okay. Josie's story. The reason right. her mom is on edge. So here's Cheryl and Josie, mm-hmm. and Cheryl wants something from Josie. Cheryl is being inexplicably nice Josie's best friend here and it's baffling it's it's 
I, I felt baffled through this entire plot line at yeah, how nice Cheryl was end. being until the end. And then it yeah. then the baffle the befuddlement went through the roof. But we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there in time. Don't oh, don't mind the rattle of my loud refrigerator in the background. Teddy bear, I'll be watching you. <laughs> While this escalates too. And we get tension here in a whole different way. Yeah. Oh god, Cheryl's so good at lying. Yeah, terrifying. Like, and this actor is good at like creating a character that mm-hmm. that is good at lying. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just love spending time with this character, Josie. I she's just cool. Yeah. Oh, and, here comes Chuck. Yeah, from last season. Here comes Chuck all the way from yeah. last season. And boom. Yeah, and we're like, oh, he's gross. And he gets this really striking arc of trying to i guess show he's changed or something yeah and like my suspicion is up like when he says cheese fries it pops i'm like oh you're trying to make the girl like you can dangle a treat yeah then here are you putting things in my locker i can i I can be he's he's saying well it's not me but if that's what you want and what she hears is yeah that's Mm -hmm, me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm This is just a masterstroke of Josie not quite seeing the whole picture as we follow her life for a few days just over her shoulder. Yeah. Right? Just a slightly wider perspective. And like, here's... <clears throat> I love that I can get Eucalyptus steam in the girls' locker room. <laughs> anyway, here's Cheryl fancy, fancy trying school. to push for something. Yeah. And using... Like, doing a thing that I'm kind of not okay with them letting Cheryl do, which is, like, mm. using her actual pain mm-hmm. as a pawn. Mm-hmm. We've all done mean things like that, I suppose. Cheryl sliding anyway, softly a, back into yeah, villain land. And this is such a power play. Like, oh, I can, like, give you some space if you need it. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. And here's the pussycats and their wrath. Mm-hmm. The one scene that landed a little flat for me... Once again, Valerie and Melody's dialogue. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to ignore it because Melody has dialogue. Yes. Yeah. This was the one point I didn't quite buy. Yeah. At how angry the pussycats are. That... Well, but Josie did it to Valerie, so I can understand why Valerie's mm. upset. Oh, and... last, last season. Yeah, and right. Melody's, like, obviously putting up with Josie's diva bananas, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Diva bananas, that's a technical term. I just made it. It cometh before the fall. Before the bananas, in fact. <sighs> Aww, Who Josie. is Melody, even? Josie is just trying to please all the people, including herself. Yeah, it's. It, oh, and it's, here it's creepy again. There's such whiplash of no Josie, no Josie, no Josie, and then all the Josie all at once. Yeah. And like, this is where she's been all yeah, season. Yeah, this is what I was asking for. Quietly, oh. with her nose to the grindstone. And there's Chuck. And I love how she's just like pushes him away and is like, bah! Yeah. <laughs> what do I do here? But then very quickly decides mm, he's a safe yeah, person. Yeah, less, lesser of two evils. Yeah. Definitely. You're better than the creepy empty hallway. Yeah. And now he pulls a little bit yeah. of a skis move here, just a little bit. Yeah. By slipping a date into this. Don't give me that wear on a date look. But it's such a good date. Yeah, he does. He does okay. I, it kind of bugs me that like I'm going to church, so I'm good. Like we've all heard <laughs> yes. that it's never real. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Um, 
I I would be less into it if not for this immaculate pops timing coming up. Yeah, that's true. Just right here. So... Just out of the blue. Pops wingmans. Like, how intentional <laughs> is that? And Josie's so like, what? Did, did you plan that? <laughs> I'm not that good. Oh, they're sweet. This is cool. They... Also, it turns out he knows how to dance. Turns out he knows how to dance. Yep. And, like, well, and they both do. And this scene is hot and cute, and I love it. And, like, a Pulp Fiction reference. They have a date complete with a Pulp Fiction reference. Oh, and yeah. actual chemistry. Yeah. Like. He's great. Come on. Look, look at, at Look go. at their dancing. Yeah, they got good chemistry, these yeah, two. That's, look at him go. That's Uma Thurman eyes. Again. Oh, in... yeah, that is. Oh, well, yeah, they are Uma Thurman and, and John, John Travolta. Again, we're in Tarantino land. Except they're cooler. Except they're better. They're cooler I mean, and they're better. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Uma Thurman, but I'm more yeah. interested in seeing Josie dance right now. Yeah. And have fun just being and... a goofball teenager. Oh. Here's the mom ruining everything. Mm-hmm. And the shadow sheriff over her shoulder enforcing the Riverdale you police state. My daughter ride home. Yeah, I know. Police state enters with Kevin Keller. This er, Kevin Keller. I keep calling him that. Sheriff, sheriff Keller. Sheriff Keller. Also, Josie leaves her bag there. Continuity error. Oh, I mean, unless that will be something later. No, because I think she has it in this scene. Hmm. I think. Oh, no, I don't see it. Yeah, maybe Chuck will return yeah. it next episode. I'm not acting out. I'm living my life. Oh, every teenager has felt that and said that. Okay, now we start to understand Mayor McCoy for the first time for me. Yeah, I have not liked Mayor McCoy. Yeah, like and I and I done anything like we we don't see her do things. Well, she's been a conniving politician. Yeah, for two seasons, I felt like yeah. I have not wanted to like her, and yeah. the show has not wanted me to like her until suddenly, here we are. Yeah. Also, I um. I love this because it, it, it like, exposes a side of, like, mm-hmm. the the electorate, if you want to call it that, that is, yeah. like, we all know is real, real viewers. Mm-hmm. But she talks about, you. do you remember the letters I used to get? Yeah. The words they use. Like, we all know what that word is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, um, we see a black woman in politics. Yeah. In public and position. We, we know what words are being used against her. And we know that those death threats. Yeah will happen for her, regardless of whether or not the black hoods of the world threaten her small town. Exactly. Anyway, th- so this, this realness, great. Yeah, this realness is like, ugh, for this her episode to, For her to so say, good. you know, this is the baseline of death of threats, now it's worse. Yeah, now it's worse, and she just wants to hug her baby. Ugh, yeah. this scene is so sweet. Yeah, I did not expect... It, 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 it caught me out of left field. Yeah. Does the janitor maybe know that Cheryl's doing this? And that's why we keep seeing him. Maybe she's paying him off. Maybe. Or she is, she's rubbing Josie's maybe, back. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, all, all these casual little power plays. Yeah. Um, also, why is Cheryl doing this? Yeah. That's... I, I'm, I was hoping on the second watch I might get some glimpse of what is Cheryl up to. Yeah. Um, and be- she's upset about Chuck. I wonder if, like... Mm-hmm. I wonder if, like, she's displacing her anger about Nick onto Chuck. Mm, that's fair. That makes sense. Um, also, that gender reaction shot as Cheryl pushes the Chuck narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, I, makes me think you might be onto something with your Mr. Svensson guardian angel theory. Yeah. Um, we're gonna see where this plot goes. Yeah. Um, this leads me to, the, to a big question of, do you think we're gonna get anything like this format in the next two weeks? 
I think don't know. I wonder if we're just going to start getting new, interesting formats. Yeah. Also, where did Cheryl get a heart? It's a big heart. You go to a butcher. Oh, right. I'm Rod of the Wayne Bird Magnificent. That's so funny. Yep. Seeing seeing a scene from the past plot line with yeah. fresh eyes. Magnificent. Anyway, you can we can see that Chuck is like genuinely confused and like Josie kinda can clock it. Yeah. I think. Stuff he's he froze. Mm-hmm. Stuffed animals. <laughs> yeah. And here's Mr. Svenson. And Cheryl's being classes jerk again. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, that's a a good anyway, point you raised earlier. How much Josie, of this might actually yeah. be misappropriated Cheryl rage and how much is her manipulating the system? Yeah, and, like, Josie, Josie is, like, not convinced and, like, little Chuck is, um... It's actually been nice this yeah. episode. Also, I love that this, like, surprisingly buff janitor just kind of manhandles this very, very, very athletic football player just kind of out of the room. Yep. <clears throat> Something that, strictly speaking, staff probably wouldn't do. But it works narratively in this moment. Yeah. That Mr. Svensson is apparently watching out for Josie. Yeah, although at my high school, there was one day someone came in with a gun into the Mm. office and started threatening people, and the math teacher just came out of nowhere, knocked the gun out of his hand, and then sat on it until the the cops arrived. So, like, why not the janitor? That definitely sounds... That sounds like an appropriate response to me. Yep. (laughs) To... Yep. I think it was a disgruntled former staff member. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I've never heard that story. Yeah, I don't remember it all that often. Did mm. you ever meet Melissa Martin, uh, Emma Middleton, and Christine Quintana's friend? I don't think so, no. Oh, it was her father, my math teacher. Wow. For a split second, I thought this was real. Yeah, yeah. And this, then the this, throat this cut, this and I was like, murder. no! Yeah, I was I was yeah, ready like, to rage fact, quit. This is like a little like too much for me. Like I, I really don't need to see this level of dying mm-hmm. woman. Yes. Um, <laughs> I am here for... The seriousness of these threats and the trauma yeah. and the, the yeah, stress and of that real take. nightmare where she can't breathe. But I will agree that that, that throat cut Cheryl, scene was I called this too, too when she was drawing. I was like, oh, what? Ugh. What kind of horrifying catfishing What is stuff? happening right now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my just... god, if Cheryl turns out to be like a creepy lesbian, I'm going to be so disappointed in this show. I, I definitely got that vibe as well. Um, I think Cheryl wants more than just creepy stalker hookups in here. I'm hoping. Yeah. I think she wants a friend and doesn't know how to just have a friend. Without gaslighting them into friendship? Yeah. Oh, boy. I hope that's the resolution. uh, That Cheryl's growing as a human instead of... Okay, no. Uh, Actually, though, we're into the third plot. This is my favorite. Is it? Yeah. I, I, I was here for every moment with Josie. I wanted it. I needed it. But, um, I have a real soft spot for nerd boy Kevin Keller. Of course. Yeah. Oh, man. This scene at the sleepover. Okay. We're, yep, we'll get there. That we're we'll leading there. into with we'll get there. B&V. Um, okay. For at number three, all of these cut stringing conversations, this story being told in conversations between Betty and Veronica. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, Veronica is... He's the black hood. He's having an affair. <laughs> I love how worldly Veronica is. I interrupted you, Ryan. Sorry. That's fine. It The show interrupted me oh. and you were on it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Veronica is suddenly 
back to being an innocent Riverdale human who is a teenage girl yeah. here, um, dealing with normal life drama, um, and forgetting about the serial killer for just a moment. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't seen their friendship dynamic so fluidly and enjoyably yeah, since early yeah, yeah. last season. It's been really fun. Yeah. Of the split screen and then, oh man, this is such a good episode. I'm so delighted. And just Betty's obsession played as actually this yeah. childish over-the-top thing yeah. that she takes too far and can't control. It's like we're getting fresh eyes on everyone's story and where they are in it. Yeah. Um. Okay, here, here, no, we're not quite there yet. Yeah. First. Interviewing the sheriff. Yes. First, Betty... Cooper Nancy Drew has a, plays a few more of her her good cards. She's she's yeah. almost good at this, almost. Yeah, she's trying. And she's asking trying some legitimate questions of how exactly did um someone get murdered in your jail? Yeah. That And he's like he's so nice about it given like what we find out as the episode goes on. Yeah. Like he he tells a really convincing story for Yeah how this happened and I mean, betty he might be a really skilled liar it. which would be kind of a fun surprise would it uh, no not after this episode i am yeah. i am off the sheriff colors black yeah, hood train so it's after this be episode Mr. he is nothing but a sweet loving dad who is overly stressed yeah. and making some slightly questionable choices for reasons yeah here we are six. my favorite moment dungeons and dragons kevin take over the kingdom of thor suddenly and Veronica and doesn't Veronica get it at all. Veronica is, like, just not there. And suddenly, Kevin is no longer the token gay teen and the sassy kid in the corner. But yeah, Kevin... He's just a nerd. He's a nerdy, adorable he's child. <laughs> he is... He he is my everything in this moment. It, it, except for the split scene, which... The yeah. split screen scene, this conversation between B and B. It's so good. Yeah, this is great. This is okay. So this episode changed my whole focus on Kevin from "I love you, you are my Patronus" character to "You are my son, you are my child, and I want to protect you." You Aww. sweet, sweet, sweet little little your person. Son, that's your feelings about Kevin Keller? Yeah, oh. you're not on Tumblr, are you? That's common vernacular for "I adore this character, and I want to protect them forever." I have other thoughts about Kevin Keller personally. <laughs> After, that don't involve parenthood. After this episode, even if I wanted to have a crush on Kevin, he he just needs too much protection. Aw. He's... Just, I just want to take care of him. Uh, although apparently, dilf. yeah, Daddy Keller is, needs no help protecting anyone. Yeah. <laughs> and here's Veronica, like, almost being like, I'm flirting with you a little to see if you bite so that I can figure out what you're doing. Also, I love this ancient fridge mm-hmm. that's from the, like, 30s. And this old glass bottle Coke. In the, that's so fun. In the arc of this scene, I really believe Veronica goes from, I'm gonna fake flirt with you to see if you're playing along, yeah. to, am I fake flirting anymore? Oh, that's interesting. I really think Veronica, in this moment... Gets a little more into into it than yeah. than she means to. Super hard. Super hard. <laughs> All the pressure, and he's going like, 
Mm-hmm. I love that he doesn't even buy it. He's like... Mm-hmm. He doesn't bite what? even a little. Yeah, he's like, you're a child. Mm-hmm. You're behaving like a child. Way Ke- to go. Way to be a dad, Sheriff Keller. Mm-hmm. And Kevin just wants milk. He does. Kevin he just like... wanted his glass of milk. Yeah. And to... I love how Kevin gives her the bed. I mean, of course he does. Do you I think agree. Veronica would sleep on the floor? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean... Everything... I've never slept in your bed, and we've had a sleepover. I guess I'm a girl guide, though. I could probably sleep on the floor without a blanket. What if... I mean... We, okay. I've always I'm slept here. Oh, when have you had a sleepover here, Chloe? I've had a sleepover here at least once, possibly twice. Huh. It's all a blur. Okay. Well, it happened. We lived together for months and months and yeah. months. Which we were be... roommates for a while, by the way. We were roommates mm-hmm. for a while. Everything else is blurred. Yeah. Um... And now it all comes together. Oh, jingle jangle addicts. Also, you're not Veronica Lodge. No, I'm not. You wouldn't insist on the bed. I would not. I have a suspicion. I would passively <laughs> aggressively ask for it without you noticing. No, that's a lie. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> anyway, here's here's these two teenagers trying to figure out what the adults are doing. Mm-hmm. As the plots all come back together. Yeah, and Veronica's being like pretty I mean sorry, Betty's being like pretty unreasonable. In mm-hmm. my opinion. Oh yeah. Betty is Betty's obsession is shown to be shown yeah. for its ridiculousness yeah. in this. And I, I, also, I love it. I also love these two little divisions of Sheriff Keller's character, these two cars that he gets into mm. for different purposes. Yeah. That's cool. You've got his job car yeah. and his affair car. Yeah. Or affair truck. Rather. I wonder what's gonna happen when uh Mrs. Keller comes home. We don't get her rank. Yeah. Or much about their relationship. Yeah, other than they're a little estranged. We acknowledge her existence for the first time this episode. That's fun. No, um, can I say it one more other time? Are you going to tell Mom Kevin asked him? I forget about what, but... Probably about the cruising. Yeah, he even told my mom. It was probably the cruising. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I might be remembering this wrong, but I seem to remember in the comics Kevin's dad being in the military. Oh, that's an And I don't recall twist. any remember any mention of his mom from the initial run. Yeah. Um, All right. Fun Betty's in. Betty's in this room. In full breaking and entering mode. Yeah. Um, Sloth, pride, wrath. Also, is there any single thing she could find in this office that wouldn't make sense for both a serial killer and the police chief chasing him? Yeah. I don't know. What could Betty possibly find in this office? Uh, yeah, I mean, she could even find a gun. She yeah. could find the gun. And every one of those things would Sheriff make sense. Keller. I guess he forgot something. Yep. And... And this scene. And if this is Mr. If Mr. Cooper is actually the Black Hood, I love that he's just here. Yep, casually here. That's so great. Anyway, I, I love how Sheriff Keller just treats her like a child, mm-hmm. answers, deals with all her curiosity... He's so cool about this. I love this this element of this character. Once again, he is just perfectly the dad. Yeah. And I re- I'm I reminded. The dad and if you, I think he feels like he's failing. Anyway, mm. you're reminded of. I'm reminded here how much these kids really need a parent sometimes. Yeah. And he's like pretty good at it. Yeah. He's like the only good parent on this show. I mean, Molly Ringwald when she's there. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Do we have no Molly Ringwald when she's there? That's that's I guess it. Hermione Lodge is like okay, and so's Fred. They're okay. Arguable. Hermione Lodge does flourish. Her Fred's signature. Anyway, but Fred's she also pretty good. 
he also buys Betty silence. Yeah, with well, with guilt. With guilt. But I fully believed that statement for the guilt oh, yeah. of it, right? Yeah. That read to me as buying oh, Betty silence for keep her you own in bit. check, <laughs> Betty. I love that book. Yeah. I mean, Betty is clearly going off the deep end here. She seemed so competent yeah. at the end of the last episode, and suddenly we re- we remember, no, she's actually Nancy Drewing it. Yeah. Um, and she's so in it. Yeah, like she is so... has blinders on right I now. I know, and she's so determined to figure this out too. Yeah, that she gets stuck on. Yeah. This theory. There he is. What does he do? That must be his kill kit. <laughs> <laughs> and Veronica's or Betty's no, Veronica's like what. I'm glad Veronica is able to see Betty is kind of off the deep end right here, but she, is still I love her how friend. Veronica still says, "Should we call the cop?" <laughs> when it sees the cop, oh, privilege is so beautiful. <sighs> and yeah. here's our reveal. One of the only real reveals of this episode. Yeah. For an episode and that is all tension me. and setup. It's kind of a disappointment in a way. I'm a little, but like kind of not. They're both alone and they have crappy spouses and they're dealing with a really awful situation. Yeah. They both look hot. I'm fine with this. Never mind. I take it back. Yeah. Like it's, this is clearly unfair to Mrs. Keller and Mr. McCoy, but yeah, I also don't feel any ire about these characters and they're coping with, with their town falling apart with class war as the two town leaders in official positions. Yeah, look, it's the boys and they don't say anything to them, which kind of. I don't 100% buy. They, and the boys don't I mean, see them. Veronica's little line here, I liked. Yeah. They're having an intense... Bro, was it bro moment, did she say? A bro-ment. Bro-ment. I believed that. And then, again, Veronica, the voice of reason. These are some secrets we can keep. Yeah. And it, for once, not bad secrets. It's... Yeah. You did something stupid. Oh, and now Josie is rem- worrying about her throat again. Uh, and yeah, and there's Cheryl pretending to probably actually being a good friend other than the weird stalker thing. Kind of in that moment? Kind yeah. of. But, she, you know, she caused it. Yeah. Like, people are complicated, though. I would call that being a good friend if she hadn't caused that fear. Yeah. There goes Jughead, who doesn't get the message about the call. Mm-hmm. And I'd forgotten about the Black Hood up until this moment. Yep. And Pop like, suddenly is the harbinger of death. Poetically. Um, like you were saying that, um, you didn't quite like the payoff of the McCoy Keller hookup. Mm-hmm. To me, that was that was a perfect false, false ending, right? Uh-huh. Because the whole buildup of this episode are it's it, it's a string of misdirects that take us to this, the actual yeah. stakes. So we've been building up for the actual sinners. We all, they're the all sinners. Upon us. We're all sinners. And now we have, I guess, two episodes of A Reckoning that I am here for. Oh, I'm so here for. Woo! Oh, boy, that was a ride! Riverdale! Riverdale! Oh my gosh, Riverdale! I'm really impressed. This is my favorite episode so far of this series. I, I, yeah. I loved it. I'm here totally. for it. This was amazing. Totally. This um, is great. I... I absolutely love that episode. I, I I almost don't have anything to say. Yeah, it it it, it is self-explanatory art. I didn't I'm... pay any attention to Twitter while this show was going on. Did Twitter basically poop itself? 
Um, you know, I, I haven't actually been following tweet-alongs. That's something yeah. we could look into. Um, I, I've i been... Um, there's an ancient relic of an internet gossip community called Oh No They Didn't that I enjoy getting the reactions of sometimes. Oh. That's one place I look for anyone who uh, was on LiveJournal 10 years ago and enjoyed celebrity gossip. That's one place I enjoy watch-along reactions. Okay. Um, but I haven't delved into the Twitter reactions. Um, I also had more than enough of my own reactions for this episode. I know. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I should have live... I nearly live-tweeted Ryan please text at 5.30 in the morning. If an episode then... is ever this good, please do. Okay, I know. I feel like <laughs> well, we said we were going to save it for the podcast. This is worth waking me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think the text would have woken you up. I wasn't really, like, concerned about that. I was more, like, concerned mm. about ruining our mojo. Fair. Although... This I episode did... had a lot of mojo to spare. Yeah, I live-tweeted the entire season two of Downton Abbey to you, I think. Yes, it was a glorious thing. I meant to sleep that night, and then I didn't. I need to get you on Call the Midwife, Chloe. That was in season two, that was season three. No, I've seen most of Call the Midwife. What? Oh. Yeah. Then I can't benefit from your live-tweets. Okay. I mean, I, well, haven't next... seen the, I haven't seen the most recent season, I don't think. So ne- you should catch up, and maybe we should start a Call the Midwife podcast. Would any of you listen, Riverdale gang? I don't feel like the overlap of Call the Midwife and Riverdale fandoms are is that Just me, broad. then? Just, just oh, me? Oh, no, and me. I okay. like it. Because Call the Midwife, for anyone who hasn't watched, is basically Downton Abbey meets Grey's Anatomy with a BBC flair. And, but it's based on true events. Yeah, it's actually based yeah. on the rollout of the national health system. Yeah. And how that Im- impacted everything. Yeah. It's super relevant at a time when we are systematically dismantling every socialized healthcare system in the world. Just throwing that out there. Ours, too? Of course. Oh. I, anyway. From someone who has worked in that system. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, boy, the funding changes and cuts every two years. Yeah. It's going to be an ugly decade, guys, but at least we have sugar trash like Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Tarantino-esque without... Okay, there's a lot of problems with Tarantino. Like, as yeah. a human and as an artist. Yeah. There's a lot of... There's problems there. He's a problematic artist. Thank you, Riverdale, for giving me my fix of Tarantino without Tarantino. Yeah. Um, good <laughs> It's like job. a cheeseburger without the cheese that's still somehow good. Yeah. I didn't need that cheese, and I didn't need the crappy Dio substitute. Yeah. I just need a little bit of pressed tofu. <laughs> um, Okay. There's just so much in that episode, and I already, I'm already ready to watch it again. Yeah. Um. Um. Everything. Nerdy lighting, Kevin, y'all. Nerdy Kevin. The lighting, though, and the the soundtrack choices. Um, like um the Cheryl Blossom's or I forget that actor's name. Madeline Petch's performance mm-hmm. yeah. of this, as this creepy sweet girl. Yeah. Whew. Um, Chuck's dancing. I don't know that actor's name, but Chuck's dancing. I just need to shout out that mm-hmm. man's hips, that Kudos. man's feet. I I fell Josie in too. love with him a little bit. Josie's feet, Josie's hips, mm-hmm. Josie's seventies finger dancing. Mm-hmm. It was good. Um, mm-hmm. using the diner, the glowing, beautiful interpersonal dynamics. All of the characters and all of the relationships that I cared about most got some growth. Yeah, we got Kevin growth. We got Juggy and Archie. The payoff of three episodes of tension yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for who they're what they're in now as friends. We got Betty and Veronica being my favorite version of Betty and Veronica. Yeah, they they called each other B and V in shorthand in conversations, and it struck me as a doorway. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's funny because B V is a 
fungus that your vagina gets. What? That one's new to me. That's yeah, new information. It's called, it's called BV. It has a very distinct smell. Wow. Now you know that fact. I'm sorry. I can't unknow it, but that's okay. <laughs> Vaginas are fine and wonderful. <laughs> For and, other people. <laughs> and deserve to be free of fungus. <laughs> oh boy. That's Thank um, you. I know, but whenever I hear B and V, I'm like, so you need a pill now. <laughs> it's time for a medical treatment. Wow. Okay, we can't end on that note, no, Chloe. We can't. What we really what can't. else I'm did sorry. you love from this episode? Um, I loved seeing Veronica and Kevin kind of on their own. I thought that was uh, a fun little thing. I was so thrilled to see them not playing out the gay BFF and rich New York girl paradigm in any way, shape, yeah, or form. Yeah, instead they just played out, I'm the nerdy friend who thought the sleepover was going to be one thing, and mm-hmm. you're my cool friend who, like, isn't really into my board game. Mm-hmm. And, like, poor baby Kevin in this. Being you're really used, adamant. You're really feeling, feeling I'm the feeling so protective <laughs> of this adorable little boy, because suddenly we're not seeing dude in fit t-shirt hooking up in the woods no we're seeing a kid in his bedroom with penance and who like has character figurines and just wants his friends to roll the dice yeah like sports sports uh crests like his room is decorated like a teenage boy's room and he just wants to drink milk and play board games with his friends and even his face in every shot in this episode is just adorable Dork. That's so interesting, because I perceive Kevin as a very mature character. Usually. Like, he's very, he has a lot of panache. But I also don't mm-hmm. see nerdiness as, like, immaturity because of how steeped mm-hmm. I am in it myself, so. <laughs> yeah, important distinction. I don't, I, I agree with that. The fact that he can be nerdy and also childishly adorable in how they dress him and frame mm-hmm. him and set him up in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it pushes all my weak point buttons. Yeah. Boy needs a hug. And someone to take care of him and give him his warm milk. Yeah. I think that was cold milk, though. No. That had cold milk vibes to me. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, the Mayor McCoy, Kevin Keller, or, God, I gotta Sheriff. know his name. Sheriff Keller's um, affair. Yeah. Kind of interesting. I'm interested to see what the fallout is from that, if anything. Because Josie's dad doesn't strike me as the kind of dude you want to make angry. Yeah. Like, the way they've mm-hmm. written that character, he's very, like, things are this way, and yeah. I expect things to be this way. Rigid and unyielding. Yeah. Um, so and also very gonna, absent. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to swoop in and there's going to be a thing, or if mm. Mrs. Keller, I'd love to know her rank, so that I can refer to her by her rank. Yeah. Private seaman. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, and evil I, sailor. I'd like to meet her. Yeah. Um, although How I'm... does she feel about Kevin being gay, you know, all the rest of it? I'm a little sad about the potential drama that meeting her is going to mean now. Yeah. I, and it's it's entirely but, because I don't want more drama in Kevin's life. Yeah. He doesn't need well, it. Ringwald showing up and being totally cool with uh, Fred Andrews being a flirt, though, was kind of fun. Yes, yes. Like, like I we're separated agree. and we're still legally married, but, like, we're cool with mm-hmm. each of us having a life because we share this kid. And, yeah, anyway. I'm not counting on that. Maybe they'll, like pull a fast one on us and we'll discover that they're both in an open relationship in their marriage. Hmm. Maybe? the uh, Keller and McCoy. And well, why would they be thinking, oh, because people's opinions. And the fact that they have very active and nosy children. Yeah. Who... Kevin's not that nosy. Yeah, Kevin's, Kevin's just an oblivious derp. Yeah. Kev- I love well, it. 
<laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but he's definitely like sheriff's son material. Like he's very like yeah. things are right and wrong, you know. <sighs> I think a little. A little. This is I a see great that. episode. This is a beautiful we episode. Loved it. Thank you so much for dealing with how I felt about Sheriff Keller and the Black Hood. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Riverdale writers. Thank you for giving us a Josie plot. Mm-hmm. Um, I even like the whole third of the Chuck. episode. That was I, just about Josie. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep it up. We want more. Yeah. Like, I'm assuming yeah. we're getting more of Josie and Cheryl plot in the next two episodes. I sure hope so. That was sure more, arguably more than anyone else's plot. I mean, I, I care about Juggy and <sighs> Archie becoming drug runners as yeah. a profession, but I believe that will resolve uh, with less explosions than Cheryl Blossom, the gaslighting stalker who maybe just wants a friend and is maybe a sociopath. Yeah, and who, yeah, who's just bad at feelings. Yeah. Shocking no one. Cheryl, who is closer to being a villain than any time since that time I briefly thought she might have murdered her brother or was possibly sleeping with her brother. Yeah. I don't know. Early season um, one was a wild ride. I was so... I kind of called what was going to be on the sketch pad, mm. but I was still so su- incredulous and surprised by it that I was like, well, maybe it's just similar drawing. And then I was yeah, like, no. Chloe, you're watching a show. <laughs> like, you're watching a television show. Like, this is a tell. Anyway. Yeah. Oh. Well, Everything. If next episode is terrible, I'm going to be real sad. <laughs> I will almost forgive them if next episode is terrible because of how much good they put in this. Yeah, the only thing I probably couldn't forgive, actually, is if all these plot setups weren't, like, followed through on. Like, if they didn't about face, like, the beginning of the episode with Tony and Jughead. You're right. If they do, like, a hairpin turn, I'm gonna be like, Mm. I'm gonna be real mad. Yeah, and I can't imagine that happening. Yeah. Since we're apparently entering, um, The Reckoning? The Apocalypse? yeah. It's and I getting think we, real. I noticed that the final episode before Christmas is called Silent Night, Deadly Night, so maybe we are getting a Christmas uh, special. Yeah, I'll believe it. Especially because our film strip setup was apparently the found footage horror reflection documentary on a great atrocity. That's oh, how it yeah. was set up for me. Oh god, I'm a little I'm scared. I yeah. love all these characters so Who's much. gonna die? Everyone! Oh God! Don't don't! Oh no! Because I can't think of any character you can kill without everything being just so fundamentally different that it's bad. Yep. Like when they killed Sybil in Downton Abbey. Yeah. Like the show everything broke changed. a little. Totally. And then they killed Matthew, and the show broke a little more. That's why they were running for Downton Abbey. Yeah, it's been years. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm. S- <laughs> Yeah. That was famous. Twitter exploded when the yeah. second half happened. Oh, Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Um literal explosions, possibly. Yeah. Anyway. And I believe I believe everyone, the people we care about right now, is in a situation bad enough that they could die. Yeah. And I, I almost want one of the less important characters to die just so my heart isn't as broken, but I also want this show to break my heart. I can't even imagine which lesser known character you could kill right now without breaking my heart. You may not kill anyone attached to Kevin in any way without breaking my heart. Full stop. You may not kill Josie's mother. Yeah, that'd be unfortunate. We wouldn't like that. No. Fred Andrews, I would be like, like yeah, he nearly you, died already. You've already killed Fred Andrews this season. Yeah. You did that. They won't do that again, I fully believe. So are they going to kill Jughead, Archie, Betty, or Veronica? Are they going to kill like one of the famous four? 
Here's what I'm counting on. Who's the fifth one? Just like Reggie. Reggie. Classically Reggie. I could kill Reggie? That'd be weird. Yeah. Don't don't okay. kill your characters of color who you haven't given enough screen time yet. Yeah, the, you yeah. haven't earned good point a Reggie yet. <laughs> yeah. Folks. Oh God, what if they gave Josie all that screen time so they could kill her? Mm-mm. No, 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 no. I, no, 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 I did. nope. I I believe they're smarter than to do something that stupid. But I also have to believe that Josie is just as at, just as at risk as our other big four. Um. This is the first episode in a very long time where I felt like Josie was the lead character that she has always deserved to be. Mm-hmm. Let's keep that up. Yeah, I liked. Hope. I really liked spending time with her. She was so cool. FP can die, and my heart will be broken in ways I can accept. And that would be kind of interesting because yeah. then a bunch of things would fall on Jughead. Yep, even more. But you'd have you'd have to get killed in prison. Which would be weird have, in terms of the Black Hood. Have you heard of prison? No, no. I mean, but like, do we want him to be killed mm. by the Black Hood, or do we want him to be killed by a fellow prisoner? I mean, because yeah. fellow prisoner is like more interesting and true to life, but Black Hood advances the plot, and then you have to have an explanation for why FP is being killed now. With the caveat of want to want him to be killed, only being like narratively speaking, uh, as yeah. a preference. I don't want anyone dead. Yeah, I don't want but anyone dead. But the show's either. done a good job of making me not want anyone dead. Mrs. Blossom and then Cheryl's like all on her own. Mm, That'd be weird. Lone Cheryl is triply dangerous, Cheryl. Yeah, that's what I mean though. <laughs> yeah. Cheryl in the foster care system. Cheryl adopted by the Blossom relatives. Cheryl moving into the Cooper household because they're her only living relatives. Well, Picture it. Alice Cooper then, trying to mother Cheryl Blossom. And then, oh god. And then, <laughs> and then Polly comes back to like be with the family. Mm-hmm. And then it Al- turns out Hal Cooper's the Black Hood. Also, 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 they've cast Chuck Cooper. Chuck is Polly and Betty's older brother they in the cast comics. Him? There's a character, Chuck, oh, Cooper, Chuck Cooper, who's been cast. That's who the Black Hood is. I Maybe. Because I can't Maybe. think of anyone who it could be right now other than Hal Cooper. Mm-hmm. And the person on the other end of the phone said to Betty, you would know my face. Mm. It's Chuck Cooper. It, it might be Call Chuck. Call it. It's it Chuck might Cooper. be Chuck. It's Chuck or Hal. I'm pulling for Hal still. Are we, we need to start getting flashbacks between Chuck and Betty and like have some childhood stuff or I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Riverdale. Gang. That, that was a lot, gang. And I, more next week. More next week. I, ugh, Riverdale is shot and our podcast is recorded mm-hmm. on unseated Slaywatooth, Musqueam, and, and Squamish territory. I should have said that in a slightly more serious voice, but I'm too overwhelmed. Thank you to Thundercrack. Thank you to Mike. I'm mm-hmm. going to go pee now with joy. <laughs> yep. Let, let out all that tension, Chloe. Um, we're going to stew in our feelings. Until next week, gang. Bye. Bye. Bye.